This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The old world is dying. The new world struggles to be born. Now is the time of monsters. Uh, with those words from Gramsci, I welcome you to the Time of Monsters podcast, sponsored by The Nation magazine. Uh, this week, um, we're going to be taking up a, a bunch of uh, monsters, uh, but in a maybe more comedic rather than uh, fearsome uh, mode. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, launched his presidential campaign. Um, and uh, you know the old saying, uh, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And uh, if you're running for president, uh, you only get one chance to, like, you know, um, uh, launch it uh, in a, uh, your campaign in an election cycle. And uh, DeSantis did it. He did it on a Twitter Spaces, uh, which when it, uh, he was going to do it was already a lot of people raised questions because it's a famously glitchy uh, app. Uh, and uh, there was like, uh, you know, isn't DeSantis worried that this could crash and burn? Uh, well, uh, guess what? It uh, it crashed and burned. Uh, but I, I, th I think the whole incident says something not just about DeSantis, but about uh, Twitter, social media and um, Elon Musk's, uh, I think, increasingly prominent uh, attempt to become the kind of um, Rupert Murdoch uh, of social media uh, and to turn Twitter into um, uh, a forum, uh, a right-wing media outlet rather than just a social media outlet. And to talk about all this, uh, I'm very happy to uh, have on uh, Parker Malloy, uh, who um, uh, runs the excellent newsletter, uh, The Present Age. Uh, there'll be a link uh, on the show notes. Uh, and uh, uh, she's a very astute sort of commentator uh, with an especial focus on media. So, so let's just start with um, uh, the launch. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think happened? <laughs> I feel like it went about as well as anyone expected. I mean, like as you mentioned, there was uh, there was a, a lot of people were like, "Hey, this is a pretty glitchy platform. Are you sure you want to do this?" And it glitched, as everyone expected it to there were there were minutes of silence there was weird mumbling the quality was all over the place it was uh it was chaotic and kind of an odd choice just generally because you know like you said you only get one chance to make a first impression and even if you look at some of the presidential campaigns that have have not succeeded they at least have good launches. I mean, uh, Kamala Harris, she had a really nice launch for her presidential campaign. I mean, she didn't stick around in the race very long, but it was a good launch. But for DeSantis to kind of pop up and be like, I'm going to do this on this audio only. Audio only is such a weird choice as it is. Like, uh, that that seemed seemed a bit bizarre, but uh, yeah. Well, not only is it audio yeah. only, but it's it's like of a you know lower quality audio than you know you could get on even many podcasts. I mean, yeah. I, I was actually kind of surprised because like afterwards I wanted to track down a recording, and there's actually 
the DeSantis campaign, as far as I can tell, did not make a good quality <laughs> recording of the speech that he made to launch his campaign. Like, which, which you know, like, um, anyways, it, it, uh, so, so, so there's the kind of glitchiness. I, I think the size of the audience is perhaps worth remarking on because, um, uh, as uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez noted, you know, she's uh, done these streamings um, where she's playing video games uh, and uh, that have gotten like a large audience, like, you know, 400,000 or more than this thing did, which like, I think, you know, like it went, it was, the audience numbers swerved wildly up and down. Uh, I think at peak, it might have hit like uh, 300,000, but then, you know, it was like diminishing throughout it, which again is maybe an indication that things aren't going well. Uh, so to get an audience of, you know, let's say generously 200 to 300,000 for a national presidential launch when, you know, you could have gone on cable TV and gotten millions, it seems like an odd decision. Yeah, I mean, although if you if you think about it, it makes so Ron DeSantis as a politician is extremely online. Yeah. He is the internet distilled into a human being. You know, his his campaigns have been, they, mm. they 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 center on these social media buzzwords, you know, every everything he talks about that doesn't make sense to mm. a person who isn't spending all day on Twitter or Reddit or 4chan or anything like that. You know, if you you have someone who's like uh, you know, DEI and CRT and uh, CSR. Like, well, there's stuff like ESG, which I even I, I wasn't ESG. even sure what that means. Yeah, I, I, if, <laughs> I had to look it up. Are, there are so many things that it's just like normal. Most people, voters, will not know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's it 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 was odd. Like you said, there was there didn't seem to be any sort of um, recording that they put out because personally, like. It, Let's let's say if I were in that position, if I were like, I'm going to launch a presidential campaign on Twitter spaces, uh, I, I would record my own audio locally, keep it, and then put out my own audio on my end later like that. That would make total sense. You would have higher quality stuff. It would sound better. But no, it seems like it, you know, he announced his presidential campaign on what is essentially a glorified conference call. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, no. And um, I, I mean, I think the uh, the Trump campaign got in a few uh, good licks uh, about mm -hmm. this. And I think one of the early ones before it even started is, well, this is a good move for Ron DeSantis because he's so socially awkward. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, a little scene uh, audio only uh, uh, network is the way to go. Um, uh, and, uh, certainly, uh, uh, I, I mean, uh, the only, he's online, but maybe in a different way than Trump. I mean, a lot, as Nikki Haley said, like a lot of what DeSantis is doing is trying to be Trump. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, Trump used social media, whereas I feel like DeSantis is being used by social media. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, um, as, as someone said, um, Trump is a poster, uh, DeSantis is a reply guy, yes. uh, <laughs> and so I feel like uh, uh, he has the um, uh, he he has sort of fallen under the sway of um, uh, Elon Musk, and weirdly, I mean, a lot of it seemed to be done to please Musk, and they also had um, another uh, Silicon Valley 
plutocrat um uh david saxon um uh who was also like you know wanted um uh has this uh silicon valley obsession with the you know quote uh woke mind virus and was was trying to egg uh uh trump on and was also trying to get trump uh trying to get DeSantis to comment on the um uh the the favorite other favorite topic which is bitcoin uh which uh, DeSantis assured uh you know was not going to be um uh touched and again this is like uh such online niche stuff for what is a national campaign now i got to say like you know like not, you know obviously not a fan of trump but you go back to 2015 2016 right trump you know first of all did a stunt uh, announcement, yeah, famously coming down the elevator, mm -hmm. you know, hired a crowd uh, to make it look impressive, which is, you know, what you do, you want to, you want to have a, a showmanship and, you know, like made the, you know, racist incendiary statements about Mexican rapists um, and about, uh, uh, you know, China's eating our lunch, but was like actually talking about real issues. Like, like we can disagree, you know, like obviously I disagree with Trump's xenophobia. Um, and, uh, um, but you know, there is like a constituency in, in out there in the real world that, you know, is worried about immigration, especially among Republicans. There's a constituency, certainly of people, not just Republicans, but also Democrats that worry about trade and, you know, was, um, uh, saw these trade agreements, uh, as being bad. Um, there's a constituency within, older Republicans that are worried about Medicare and Social Security, and Trump went after other Republicans on those issues, as he's now going after DeSantis. And so Trump was like, you know, he used Twitter a lot. He was like, a, a, you know, a demonically effective poster, but he was using it. He was using it to advance stuff. He was not like beholden to it. And, and, and DeSantis really seems like a guy who's like a prisoner of uh, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's I I think it so much of it has to do with the people they surround themselves with. I yeah. mean that that uh, there's a Christina Pushaw or whatever <laughs> her last name is, you know, like she's extremely online. She's constantly insulting people, and she's she, it seems like she, she she's she she's blocked me by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's oh yeah, I think she I think she has me blocked too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald Trump still has me blocked as well, yeah. <laughs> um, but. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's just like when you, when you the people you surround yourself with for a campaign kind of dictates the tone of your campaign and what you do, especially if you're Ron DeSantis and your campaigns have all been very low. You know, you ran as a, you ran for Congress. That's very local. You ran for governor. That's still pretty local, you know, but then you start getting into running for president and all all of these things and you have to start talking about national issues and you can't just you can't just say you know anything i mean what trump did in his 2015 announced like presidential announcement was he set he set the topic of his campaign it was immigration he right from the start it was horrible it was xenophobic it was i, I disagree with all of it etc but that's he set the topic right there you knew what he was running on and the DeSantis announcement I have no clue what he's running on I mean <laughs> I'm I'm aware of what his policies are because I I am way too plugged into the internet and to politics and everything but if I'm someone who doesn't 
you know, doesn't watch the news every day. I just, you know, if, if I just passively take in information, which is kind of, you know, I mean, that that's your average voter who, who is not plugged into all of this stuff. I'm not going to have any clue what what Ron DeSantis is running on. And I think that one thing that the people are counting on, because his policies are essentially the same as Trump's, uh, mm. they're 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 counting on him being a younger, more dynamic, more more youthful version of Trump because Trump, you know, like Biden is getting, getting pretty old, you know? So it's, it's one of those things where they just, he's just not charismatic at all. And you see these, 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 this footage of, of him, uh, like him, him laughing really weird in public and him being like, what's your name? And the guy will be like, I'm Jeff. And he goes, okay. You know, it's like, these are not, <laughs> this is not how a normal politician works. And part of, part of the issue there is that DeSantis, I think has, has kind of walled himself off from, from traditional media. He has, he, he makes a point of only going into things that he knows he's going to get favorable coverage. I mean, the, the most mainstream media thing I've, I've, I saw him do recently was the, um, uh, the interview he did for the Time Magazine cover that Molly Ball wrote, uh, that's, I think, this week's episode or issue of it. And it was, it was, it was a pretty flattering profile of him. And I think that if, if it was something that sounded like it was going to be unflattering, that he would have panicked and backed out of it. And I think that that's kind of, kind of something that they've got a, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, no, it is, I, it is a problem yeah. because I mean, I think, uh, uh, and we've seen this before with DeSantis. I mean, like he does not take criticism well. I think in, uh, you know, even though he's, he won as governor um, in both times that he was running, uh, there were moments in the debate where he was like, clearly his opponents were able to get under his skin. Uh, and if, you know, that's in that context, imagine what it's going to be like on a national stage. Um, um, on this Twitter Spaces event, he had, um, you know, they promised that they were getting a, a wide spectrum of questionnaires. And, you know, like, you know, one of the people asking a question was like Chris Rufo, who's like, like yeah. advising DeSantis on uh, uh, on his education policy. So it's like, well, yes, if you have a DeSantis advisor um, asking him questions, you, you are going to get softball questions. Yeah. I, that seems likely. Uh, um and yeah. and both Musk yeah. and D David Sachs are both big DeSantis supporters. You know, it's like the whole thing was, which I understand. I understand DeSantis wanting to wanting to have friendly questions and wanting to have mm. supporters ask them, but it doesn't seem sustainable. And I think maybe part of the lesson that that they're taking here, which probably is the wrong lesson, is well, Joe Biden hit in his basement all of 2020. Like that was the big narrative on the right. Mm. And yeah, I mean, because Joe Biden was running against Donald Trump. And and that election essentially was Trump or no Trump. And Biden was the no Trump, you know, and that's that yeah. was enough. And, and there was also know? like a global pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it wasn't like he was just doing that for fun. You know, he wasn't just he wasn't just hiding away, but it, it's it's something that I think that DeSantis and his people probably think that if they have a they have a bunch of money that they can throw at this, which they probably will, that they can kind of use brute force to to get him through the primary. And if he gets through the primary, 
every single person on the right who is bad mouthing him right now is going to go and vote for him and they're going to they're going to turn and they're going to be the biggest DeSantis supporters from July 2024 until election day you know that's and and that's typically how how primaries end up working most people will gravitate towards the nominee and i think that that's kind of the the plan to just to just have a bunch of money to to flood flood things with ads that where he doesn't have to speak to people directly and uh hope hope for the best and maybe it'll work i'm not counting him out uh you know i think that was yeah. one one mistake a lot of people had with with trump was they were like look at this fool but you yeah, know, no, no, he, i know i know i mean given the amount of money he has and given the sort of support he has from conservative uh or right-wing media uh, especially the Murdoch Empire, um, it would be a mistake to count him out. You know, having said that, like, like it seems like you know, th- th- there seems to be a, a lot more uh, um, uh, ways that he's not connecting uh, compared to you know Trump twenty fifteen, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and he's running against like you know um, uh, Trump, who like you know is the overwhelmingly popular among Republican voters. Um, and also is able to like challenge the Santos on many of these fields. I mean, if if he is too online, um, you know, as I said, like Trump's ability to um to use social media uh shouldn't be discounted. And I, you know, like again, you know, yeah, I don't want to fall into the yeah you know, the drill trap. Like you know, you absolutely do not have to hand it <laughs> to either ISIS or Donald Trump. But on the other hand, like you look at the videos, you know, like the Trump's communication team. Uh, which actually seems like better than anything he's had like in the mm-hmm. past. Like they, they were like releasing like a lot of like you know very funny videos. You know um, that AI like, generated one. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one that was like uh, had all, all these voices of a uh, um, uh, a fake Twitter space thing with uh, Musk, uh, with DeSantis, uh, with um, George Soros. Hitler uh, and Dick, Satan, Dick Cheney, yeah, Hitler, yeah. all your favorites. <laughs> it it was it was a funny video, you yeah. know, and and it it really kind of captured the the chaos of the actual Twitter spaces. so I feel like I feel like Trump has 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 a, a really solid digital team right now, and I I don't know what you know. I guess we'll kind of see how that plays out, but yeah. it's 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 been it's been really wild to to watch and i i mean i think back to the the 2016 primary there there was there was one moment that that it was trump during one of the primary debates where he just spent like two minutes just tearing into jeb bush and the entire bush family (laughs) and it, it it was genuinely funny and it was one of those things where it's like it, it, it reminded me of this moment with with uh, with DeSantis, yeah. you know, because because in the in that debate, Trump ended up being like talking about he insulted Barbara Bush, he insulted George H. W. Bush, he insulted George W. Bush. He was just like your whole family is awful. You're, the nine eleven happened on your on your brother's watch. Like yeah. that was one of those things that I'm just like, you know what? Fair, fair. He uh, he really <laughs> got the crowd confused for that moment because they were like, "Oh, are we supposed to? Are we yeah. supposed to turn on Bush this hard or not?" And uh, no, no, I know, remember Jeff, that. Jeff, yeah, yeah, 
and uh, he did with her and i i think uh uh jeb uh said something about his mother and then and trump responded something to the effect of you know yeah go go back and run to your mother yeah, <laughs> yeah like, something like that <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, yeah and you know i mean trump has i'm trump's a bully right and obviously like you know like 99 percent of the time it's horrible because he's bullying uh you know um uh marginalized communities and uh and uh, uh ethnic and racial groups uh but yeah the one percent of the time where he's like bullying fellow republicans uh, it's pretty funny i can see the appeal yeah, of of if if you are someone who believes the same thing as trump and you see him bullying all these groups that you also don't like like i could see why those people are like yeah this is my guy you know but well, Actually, and that actually gets to like uh, uh, the other um, DeSantis' sort of response to all this because uh, just today um, uh, the New York Post and others are reporting like he's uh, coming up with this new line, which is that Trump has moved too far to the left. Uh, that Trump is in the willing to fight Disney, and I gotta say, like again, first of all, this was something that we already saw in 2016, like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio said, well, Trump's really a Democrat and, you know, can we trust him on these conservative issues? And like, at the time, it didn't make a lot of sense. Because like, if you're talking, if you have a guy who's talking about, you know, Mexican rapists, then you can say like, oh, he's really a liberal Democrat. Uh, and, uh, and certainly like after four years of Trump as president and everything that's happened, it doesn't I make sense. But even beyond that, it's a misunderstanding of the Republican electorate because like they don't within the party, they don't see it as a left right thing. They see it as a, you know, establishment versus MAGA. It's like establishment versus uh, the, the people. And, you know, it's like character. I just don't see how characterizing Trump is too far left is going to get you like any credence or support uh, within the party. Uh, and it just seems like it's, it's a bizarre take that's coming out of nowhere. Yeah, well, one th one thing Trump is is good at, and and by but you know, good. I'm I'm just kind of saying like it's effective. Yeah. Is that Trump will take every possible position on an issue yeah. in like the same sentence, and you know he'll kind of bounce around and he'll say, oh yeah, I support this, and then he'll the you know the very next day he'll say he doesn't support that. But DeSantis sometimes like you know he comes right out and he said he says what he what he thinks. You know he it, it's cleaned up like it, he's not telling you exactly what he's going to do but he'll say like things like yeah freedom should mean uh you know republicans should be able to do what they want and uh democrats should be able to do what republicans want you know like that that sort of sort of stuff where it's like oh man you are saying the quiet part out loud you are you are telling us telling us how, how you would rule and it is it is a little scary man you know do you do you want a president sitting around like all day being like i'm gonna fight disney <laughs> you know, like like that. I don't think that's what anyone wants or cares about. You know, I, yeah. oh, Di Disney movies have. I, I feel like maybe, and maybe this is just wishful thinking on my part. Maybe they've overstepped a little bit with with some of the, mm. you know. But what about the children? Like you know, uh, anti LGBT kind of out outrage. You know, in in Florida, mm. you hear about teachers getting. Uh, teachers getting investigated for showing a movie that had like there was like oh well one of the one of the characters has a is, is gay and they hold hands at one point and it's like you're, you're gonna investigate someone over that you know like that sort of like really that micromanagement of every everyone's life is 
supposed to be everything that they stand against, but obviously like what you say and what you do are two different things a lot of the time, but uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be an extremely online campaign. I think both, both candidates will move wildly to the right, trying to not, not be considered left and, you know, it'll probably get to some really, really intense, uh, places and still whichever one comes out on top probably has a 50 50 shot of winning <laughs> which is yeah, that's no, no. the world we live in no matter what's going on <laughs> every election is going to be like i don't know somewhere in the 50 50 55 45 you know yeah no no that's that's, that's absolutely right yeah, and it is pretty grim because i think as you properly said earlier like you know like on actual policy differences there's not um, uh, really much to separate them. I mean, DeSantis might be more inclined to like put into effect like kind of like laws. Uh, but I mean, Trump has, you know, like he did actually uh, get a lot of his people in there, especially on like uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security and Border Patrol. And, you know, like I, I don't think this this argument that Trump is ineffective uh uh, will convince Republican voters. Um, and then they're both going to be, you know, very bad and, you know, pretty roughly similar ways. Uh, so, so it's kind of worrying. Uh, um, uh, ha have it, and then, so if they're roughly the same politically, I mean, the real difference is one of personality. And I think that, you know, Trump's kind of, you know, insult comedian slash wrestler charisma kind of, you know, I feel like has an edge over, you know, like DeSantis, well, I'll give you the same thing, but I'm very dweeby and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, socially awkward, you know, like, I just, yeah. Anyways, well, 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 yeah, as you said, we're, we're, we're not really in the prediction game. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out, but that, that's what it looks like right now. Um, I wanted to actually, but uh, sort of close things out though, by talking a little bit about, um, the um not the content but the form which is it appeared on you know twitter uh spaces and was uh hosted by elon musk and it seems like this is part of um the broader changes that musk is sort of introducing into twitter to really m make it not a you know social media platform but to make it uh, a right-wing news outlet uh of the um, you know like a kind of uh uh fox news for the digital age uh, and to make himself a player, to make himself like a mm -hmm. Rupert Murdoch figure, uh, a kingmaker within that world. Um, now, you uh, um, used to have a very strong Twitter presence mm -hmm. uh, and have withdrawn. And because of many of the changes that Musk is kind of making, uh, do, do you want to like talk about what, what, yeah, what these sure. changes are and where you think things are going? So, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, when, when Musk took, took, uh, first announced that he want, he intended to buy Twitter, you know, he was talking about free speech and he was all, all of that stuff. And, and I predicted at the time in April, 2022, I said, he's going to turn this into 4chan <laughs> and he kind of, kind of has, you know, if you, if you look at the, look at, at what's, what's happening and it, and it hasn't necessarily, obviously his commitment to free speech is kind of laughable because he'll ban accounts that criticize him and he'll, you know, that, that thing with the jet that he was just like, no, it was, uh, they were putting my assassination coordinates out there, you know, like all that goofy <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I think in, I think it's really start to started to become clear, especially in recent, um, you know, especially in the past few weeks, you know, where he announces that Tucker Carlson's going to start doing his show on Twitter, which 
that that kind of surprised me that that that's what Tucker Carlson would do. That seems like a pretty big step down, but only time will tell. And you know, and the the daily. Yeah, the Daily Wire is going to have all of its podcasts hosted on Twitter now. And, you know, Musk is using, I, 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 joke, I, joke with, I joke with my wife about this because Musk is doing with Twitter exactly what I would do with Twitter if I owned it, but in the opposite direction. You know, it's like, yeah, if I owned a giant like media company that I could use to try to get my preferred policies implemented and to try to convince the world to believe more of what I believe. Yeah, I would totally do that, you know, and uh, it, it's probably good that I don't have $44 billion. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's one of those things where it, it seems disastrous. And I think it's, I think it's driving a lot of people um, away in in the sense that it's just not what most people want he's he's changing twitter to pander to his like very specific following you know the the people who will pay him eight dollars to appear at the, the top of a reply thread rather than you know the better better move obviously is what twitter had been doing which was trying to prioritize the most relevant replies and not like because it wasn't always blue check blue check blue check mm. you know in the replies but even under the past system it was things that were relevant things that weren't got buried and so now it's like every post has it's like people with the laughing crying emojis you know <laughs> and and people po posting just weird scams now there's a thing where under like every other post there's just some garbled bot text that's like hello user url blah 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 and it's you know it's the whatever bot problem there was got so much worse when musk took it over but you know it it just it got really hostile for for trans people and i and you know it's i'm trans and and it's one of those things where i look at some of the stuff that you know, uh, other trans people post on Twitter now, they'll, even if it has nothing to do with trans people, trans issues, though, like the replies are filled with just really like over the top mean things and unnecessarily so. And Musk changed the, had the official policy changed to take out the, the rule against misgendering and dead naming, which hadn't like, if we're being real, hadn't really been enforced for the past five years you know it's it was there and if someone was really egregious about it they, it would be enforced but it was never consistent but you know my 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 point with with twitter really just kind of got to this thing where i was like is it worth it is it is am i benefiting from this enough to justify you know dedicating time and energy to this and when musk started you know uh limiting substack links for instance like that's that's not going to help me <laughs> um you know when when musk started uh you know doing that and burying things under blue check replies i mean i would have i i am like the target audience for someone who would be willing to purchase a premium social media product you know pay, oh 96 dollars a year to to have extra features, I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, but he, he lost me, you know, it, it was one of those things where it just, the benefits of subscribing to a service, 
uh, the benefits of posting on Twitter just started to disappear. I stopped, I stopped getting as many referrals to my newsletter through Twitter. I, you know, I, and I saw that kind of go down. And so I just decided I'm just going to kind of, you know, dedicate my energy elsewhere. And one thing I have found, which is probably not, not a great commentary for, you know, not a great point for Twitter just generally is that once I stopped posting on Twitter, I started writing more. <laughs> I started putting out more newsletters because I wasn't spending as much of my day on Twitter. And, uh, you know, cause it can't, it can become a time suck. And so, so in that sense, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, it's, uh, that, that I'm, <laughs> I'm succeeding in other ways. Cause my worry was that I would stop using Twitter and I would see like my subscriptions nosedive and that, that hasn't really happened. They've it's plateaued, but that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Musk does seem to, to want to be a player in the right wing media game and, it's it's funny, you know, seeing him him do that where he's bringing in the Daily Wire and, and Tucker Carlson and, you know, and and doing promos for Ron DeSantis, you know, when he had said in the past, he was like, Twitter should be politically neutral. We should upset the far right as much as the far left. And it's just like that. That had never been true, but it's really not true now, <laughs> um, you know, and a lot of it's built on this built on this idea that um because it has been funny to watch, you know, the the people on the right who had been screaming, Twitter has a leftist bias and all of that stuff, like under the, the past management, a lot of them are still like, I'm being shadow banned, that, that cat turd account every other day is like, the algorithms got me. It's like, <laughs> dude, you have, you're getting like 2 million views on everything you post, no matter what it is, no matter how dumb it is, you're getting all sorts of retweets and you still think that it's biased against you. It's like, it's at a certain point, the, the issue is not biased. The issue is your own perception of it. And, uh, and yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. that's the, that's the problem that Musk has kind of, kind of run into is that he is tilting things in their favor and they're still not happy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I think the, the enterprise of trying to keep cat turd happy <laughs> seems, uh, and actually, I mean, to, to, Circle back. Catter uh, had a very negative uh, yeah. uh, comment on the DeSantis thing. He found the um, the Twitter spaces boring, and I think he he has, uh, got out of it like you know within five ten minutes, just saying like yeah. you know because he's a big Trump guy, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and, and and he he did a he did a poll afterwards that that Trump then reposted on Truth Social or whatever, <laughs> which was just a tw it was just a Twitter poll. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, the, well, the uh, Gallup and uh, Cat Turd. Uh, Gallup and Cat Turd. Get that in the 538 uh, <laughs> aggregate. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I think I mean, I, I think that's exactly right that, uh, um, you know, and, you know, like it's capitalism. So, you know, if someone yeah. like Musk has that money and wants to create yet another right wing um, media, uh, he's free to do so. But it is sort of... Um, uh, I, I think leaving a lot of people stranded or looking for other things. But I mean, if, um, you know, uh, one of the consequences of uh, this is that uh, Elon Musk has gotten uh, Parker Malloy writing more. 
I say good, good for her. Good, you Thank have to you hand go. it to Elon Musk. You have to, so, so that's something I'm grateful for. Uh, you do my work. That's right. So I'll encourage, uh, um, and on that note, I will, I will again encourage people to check out uh, Parker's uh, uh, newsletter. Lots of, you know, very pertinent, um, uh, uh, strong uh, media criticism and political criticism. Uh, and uh, I want to thank Parker for uh, for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. Let's let's do it again sometime. <laughs>